You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Your Dose of Death. I know you've missed us. Um, as always, I'm Lauren, and I'm, of course, always joined by Mike. Um, as always, thank you to everyone who supports us since day one or since day whatever day we're on already. Um, but yeah, um, there's a lot to get into, so I don't want to waste too much time here. Um, but um, how have you been doing, Mike? Uh dude not that good i've been just swamped with uh work and studies and stuff and too busy man i'm on a vacation how about you Uh, yeah i mean i've had my fair share of days away from wrestling like if everyone kind of saw on twitter me messing around the stanley cup on um what is now last friday literally um, shout out to hometown native JT Comp from the Colorado Avalanche who had his day with the Stanley Cup. Decided to bring him back to my hometown. So got to take a beer swig out of the Stanley Cup, which is literally, as I could put it, pure bucket list material. I it probably is. will never do that again. So um, <laughs> got to enjoy that. But no, I mean, as always, I, I love my deathmatch wrestling. So it's always good to get back in the recording saddle, as they say. And um mm-hmm get back to talking about what we love most. And I mean, I know you've been busy with Kings road. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, like um, your little trip to where NGI one took place. How was that experience? Uh, Dude, I had to go to the mall today. So uh, on the way home, I was like, Oh my God, like I'm passing this venue. I was like, that's where they ran NGI one. So I just pulled in grabbed the picture. And uh, it, it was interesting. Uh, it's a historical site, I guess, uh, in the deathmatch wrestling world, the site where Danny Havoc and Masada were in the finals. And, you know, the spawning of respawning of the popularity of American deathmatch wrestling accredited that site. So it was cool to see that definitely. Um, interesting that they ever ran that event there because it's just like a rich quiet suburban town uh in north jersey uh, i don't really know how they pulled that off but a mega cool to see that dude um i guess that's on uh the deathmatch uh map bucket list you know yeah right um, um that's funny i saw that i was like oh that is the spot where they ran ngi one and that's all yeah um check out the post on king's road wrestling it was funny just kind of reliving that moment in time which i mean um, I remember, I remember watching NGI one um, during COVID and I was like, this is very unlike GCW to run here, but it happened. Nonetheless. We never did it again. There were some, there's some GCW venues in the past. If you ever go look at cage match and you're just like, what? They like, uh, like the other one is um, Starland ballroom. That's the other one. Oh, they're not allowed. Man. Oh, well, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, no, it's okay to admit that. I mean, but everybody knows that. I think. Yeah, everyone kind of knows Starland Ballroom is kind of a also was sacred ground, but as unfortunately, so when I was past, in high school, in middle school, they would have these like teen nights, um, and it'd be like a DJ, and you'd go there and like oh, okay. go clubbing basically at the Starland Ballroom. <laughs> oh my god! And so it's just not like a deathmatch place at all. 
That's um, funny to me. Yeah. But um, yeah, in all seriousness, it's kind of cool to relive those. Um, yeah, just thinking about the good old days, like being back at TOS right now. Just I need a time machine back to June. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. I have been I've been to um ICW after that, and then I went yeah. to the settlement series, which I guess was a I gotta say, I gotta say, I mean, I know this is a deathmatch podcast, but the settlement series was some of the funniest material i've seen in a wrestling show in a very long time it was great it, it was, it was like, rich with comedy i mean if, if you know the context we're not going to get into it because if you know you know if you don't and you're just trying to figure out what this is about you're kind of in for a ride because it's truly something else i cannot wait to see how the rest of these shows go but just gotta have a shot to judge effie judge effie judge is, effie and Allie killed oh it. my the bussy green court the bussy green court is amazing like how are they doing because i have like a little bit of a legal background yeah i'm like that's not bad like they're not yeah i was gonna say like as the legal expert you can really give your insight it was great um yeah i'm trying to think brandon kirk Mr. Catal. Mr. Catal. Okay, we're gonna from now on we're gonna call him Mr. Catal for this podcast. Way better. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Brandon. I, I do actually. I don't even apologize because that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, that was just so funny to me that the the Alec Price Marcus Mathers match was hilarious. It's like Marcus has no idea what he's being sued for. Yeah, and Alex like, like you're just a jerk. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Order. Yeah, it was great. Um, I didn't get to stay for JCW though because I had stuff to do. So oh, I just man. got that. I, I um, heard that was a good show. I mean, to catch the coal and and now um, they're running um the boot in Elks Lodge, which is a totally new. Oh, venue really? Wow. In Jersey, yeah. So they're they're going to be running the same day as um ICW. When? In uh, September. Oh, okay, okay. That so head, makes head, sense. Head, head, head um, action. I got front yeah. row tickets. For, head head. For, oh, uh, ICW. Yeah, Big Joe. So, oh yeah, no, we'll get into that show, but that is a big one. Um, but let's get into some of the news I kind of have. I've kind of um, just an FYI. So this show will have already happened by the time this is released. But H2O, another edition of Monday Night Death. Um, if you remember back, what was it May the first Monday Night Death with Joel and Tremont? It was like May or uh, so. Yes, it was May's, but um, the big two matches I'll get into um, Sawyer Rock coming into town to face Matt Tremont, which to me is awesome. I love Tremont, like, I think the whole Monday Night Death thing is just kind of a way for him to like showcase this newer, younger talent in the deathmatch game. I mean, Joel has been around for a long time, but Sawyer, that wasn't officially a Monday Night Death show. Well, did you know that? Oh, that's that's technically that was like the birth of Monday Night Death. Because, and we'll shout out Joe Conselio and Joe Beisler, who and uh and the Bocce Boys, they were in the front row going yeah. Monday Night Death, Monday Night, and everyone was like, "That's a sick fucking name to a show." So and then, then Tremont just ran with it. Good yeah. on the boss man, but no Sawyer Rack, who again to me, her stars really shine bright. She's been everywhere; should be everywhere. I mean, she's been doing death matches with like former AEW Dark Talents and Kylan King. She has been put over by Joey Janela. She has been everywhere. That was, and that was 
as I've as we've said on this podcast before, one of the loudest pops in the showboat I've ever been a part of was when Sawyer beat Joey. Wild how loud it got in there. Yeah, but uh, now she's gonna be an H2O facing Tremont, and that is gonna be a hell of a match. I mean, she's still kind of learning. I mean, she's mm-hmm. and I think what's interesting is because I remember her from No Peace. Like she was a yeah. big part of No Peace. Like she was like their world beater for like several like other big shows. And I'm like, but she's a no ring person. How is it that she's transitioned to the ring pretty well? Yeah, pretty well. I, I think she's definitely improving with every, every match. I saw like a lot of improvement from the TOS qualifiers. Her and Slade was just Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay. She had a lot more to offer at the Joey match, which I, I I like that match. You know, that was, I think we both have spoken on that Cage of Survival was one of our favorite shows. So that was just a, that was a great, great show. And I'm excited to see her step in with Tremont. I, I have a feeling it's going to be pretty brutal. Oh, it's going to be brutal. I mean, Tre- I, Tremont is like a sponge when it comes to the style of deathmatch. He can work any kind of deathmatch possible. The technical, yeah. the, the actual just barn burners, or the slow methodical storytelling, which is really his bread and butter, as we know. Um, yeah, yeah. But he can like work that. any kind of style. And I mean, Sawyer's style is still kind of and still trying to figure that out. But she's more of like the brutal, like slow burning kind of thing. Where like mm-hmm. it takes time, but once it gets brutal, there's no turning back. For sure, for sure. Um, but so I'm really excited about that. But the other big match of this show is of course the Viking Wasteland Hustle and War Cage match, which is like their New Deathmatch War Games. Um, yeah. I'll list out the participants here. Austin Luke, Low Life Lily, Declan Grant, and Jess Moss versus Christian Ross, Bradley, uh, Ross and Bradley, Mouse, and Alex Stretch. Um, Stretch. I saw the blueprints for this. That's, they showed up blueprints because, of course, if you know, this has been named after Danny Havoc and Marcus Crane both. And, um, they kind of took a little bit of inspiration from Cage of Survival with, like, the open panels of yeah, the Yeah, the wing cage, yeah. And, um, but, like, apparently there's, like, a weapon of Tremont's choice. There's a whole bunch of stuff in here that has me very excited. I mean, hey, nothing says a good Monday night like some deathmatch. You know what they say, I would right? love to go, but I have work tomorrow, so, I like, I wish I just didn't have work. I wish I just take off on like Tuesday because like, I went to the Bateman one and it was so fun but I ended up getting home at like 2 a.m. Oh wow yeah. Yeah like I would just it, it looks awesome and I'm a big fan of winged uh, cages. I love the wing I, I think after, C- after COS I'm a fan of the winged cages it kind of gives more like it's not like they're escaping it's just a different way to get screwed up by that cage exactly. Watch Call- listeners watch Sammy Callahan Danny Havoc. Oh, yeah, Cage of Death. Cage of Death. If you don't know about Um, Wing Cages, you'll know about them after Well, Cage of Death kind of did it first, but it kind of went away because they just were not standard cage. I mean, um, it's funny, speaking of Cage of Death, and I have a little story here, um, but um, Illinois' own, uh, Juliet Illinois' finest, Rob Anthony, you probably remember him as Egotistical and Fantastico. Rob Anthony just uh, a few years ago just sold his gloves from Cage of Death. 
He killed it in that match. Yeah, and what's funny, there's a great video if you've never seen it. I think you've probably seen it where Danny Havoc's giving him shit about wearing a Bears jersey yes. during Cage of Death. And I think it's like the purest thing. I talked to Rob about it for a little bit. I thought it was like the coolest thing, but um, yeah, he sold those gloves because they were so worn out. And like they were literally the gloves from Cage of Death. I wish I would have. That's when he fucking jumped through the glass. Yeah, it, it was the he side panel. Him. It was a side <laughs> panel. Yeah, and uh, hit, like he's good friends with Mox. He's good. Um, he had some great memories of Danny Havoc when I talked to him. So um, that's just a fun story about Cage of Death. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the show. I mean, it's, it's like they have to kind of fill the time with other H2O matches. Like I see here, um, they're doing a ladder match with Reed Walker and Adonis Valerio for the um, for the hybrid title. Manders and um, Manders and who has uh, been killing it out east is teaming with Ryan Redfield against Gigi Everson and Devontes. Um see Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Mathers, Ryan Rax, Kid Osborne, Dylan McKay's a match. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's an interesting show. Um, but yeah, the three big matches, the ladder match, Sawyer and Matt, and then of course the cage match. So um it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And of course. By the time this airs, that show will have already happened. But make sure to catch it on either TV. Next up, though, we got to talk. We got a whole, whole lot of ICW No Holds Bar to talk about. Speaking of, yes, by the time yes. this comes out, they're going back to Chattanooga, July 27th, July 23rd. And I, I want to point this out because I saw the promo video today. But Jaden Newman and Danny DeMazzo has my entire attention for Pit Fighter X. Okay. Um. And if you don't know Jaden Newman, he owns TWE in Chattanooga. So he's kind of was the big reason why ICW has been able to run at that venue. I like and, that. That's what is uncharted territory. So uncharted territory used to be Beyond's um, thing. But when AC Mack won the IWTV belt, he was like, they've like, um, I think it was New Action. One of the Southern promotions bought the rights to uncharted territory. Okay, okay. It was like a storyline thing. So Uncharted Territory, like they had Sawyer Wreck Tank was a match there. I think 4th of July, it's Slade versus Cruel. I need to watch that one. Everyone says that was really good. Um, But like Uncharted, so like Jaden Newman, I've known about him since um, Southern Underground Pro during the Collective in Indianapolis. I think they they did um, Jaden Newman versus Anthony Henry was really good at the time. Like it was just like, he was kind of a young boy, like, earning his stripes, and, like, Anthony was kicking the crap out of him. They really need southern, more Southern death matches. Well, this is more, like, just a good storyline of, like, owner versus owner. Like... Well, just, I meant, like, promotion-wise. Oh, promotion? Like, I feel like I mean, untapped. It is uncharted territory, technically. Yeah, it is. I mean... I mean Carnage whole, Cup is the only one, but they're not running. But, I mean, that's Carnage Cup. It's Carnage Cup. It's its own monster that has been unearthed on the world for... 20 plus years um but so they've did this whole storyline where like during uncharted Jaden newman called out danny damato like owner versus owner in the pit and so danny was uh, like are you sure you want to do this are you really sure you need one more test and i think it was the one more test was tank so like danny was like oh hey tank go beat up jane and then jane's like i should have learned better from that but you're on so like the 22nd that's kind of the big match i'm glad the there's more stories too. at pit fighter x that's the best one that they do they have that awesome cage there yeah and the 
to me, though, there need to be more stories going into these pit fighters. And I'm glad that, like, Jaden and Danny are taking advantage of this. Like, they've been working each other on Twitter. Yeah, like, I, I, I like that a lot. I think I'm glad that, like, there's something going on with pit fire like that. Because, okay, Jaden Newman's a guy, if you've never seen him, he's good. Some of those, like, Southern Underground Pro guys are really good. Like him, um, I know also like Damian Tangro is another guy I keep hearing about in Uncharted Territory that is having that feud with Suge. Suge. That's another Suge. guy. Um, like Suge, Suge Dunkerton, Suge D. That's who I'm thinking oh, okay. of. Okay, yeah, yeah. But like some of those guys are on Uncharted Territory. I'm glad they're getting like spotlights in ICW, but D- uh, Jaden's like the really the crown gem of the, the bunch. And I mean, Looking at this car, though, also, I mean, I'm seeing here, like, so, DeMonta, Reed Bentley, Casey Kirk, as I believe, yeah. happening there. Um, DeMonta, about to get that belt, man. I hope so. Um, Kevin Koo versus Akira is happening. Um, right. Who's Hardway Heater? I never heard it. So, Heater was with Killer Be Killed with Akira and those guys. He had a really long break because he had a bad neck injury. He okay. was on some of the no piece shows during the collective too a year ago in Tampa. Okay. He he's good. He's done some death matches before. I think they did a heater AJ Gray. He's another one of those guys in that like Kentucky and Tennessee area that but I'm really ha- glad Heater's back and getting booked again. He was a guy I liked before he got hurt. Um and a lot of the a lot of the indies really liked him. It's just he had a really bad neck injury. So that took him out for almost over a year. Um, when this, this, this is the Friday. This is the Friday, the 22nd. Okay. Um, Gary J, Joe Black. That's just going to be a hoss fight. That Joe Black's another guy. You might remember Joe Black. I think he had a match with Cruel that got that went viral for all the wrong reasons because I guess a fan hit him or something like that. I don't know if you remember that. Wasn't that Merck? No, it wasn't Merck. I'm talking about a different one. I know what you're okay. talking about. Merck was the one who hit a fan <laughs> by accident with a light tube because the fan strangled him. But no, Joe Black had an incident too. But that dude's good as well. This is really kind of like a good so- showcase for the TWE guys. Yeah, I like the show. Merck's cool. Um, he's not on these shows, unfortunately. But um, Adam like, Priest. I want to go to one of these. To yo, be Adam Priest versus Tank could be really good. You probably saw Priest versus Murdoch. Yeah, on Charm territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Priest, yeah. he actually might be one of the best in the South. That dude's face Gresham for the ROH belt. He's done a lot. Adam Priest is awesome. Uh, that's yeah, another guy. Very recognizable. He's done a lot. Um, and then of course, I think the bigger ones, John Wayne Murdoch versus Brandon Kirk that night, too. Um, so uh-huh. that's what I have for the 22nd. But then of course the 23rd, the chains return, and the big one. The big one here, we got Cruel facing Tank. Let's go. I I gotta say, like, this is, like, Tank's bread and butter these Southern shows. Like, that's what him and the Rev, Dan the Dragon Wilson, by the way, thanks for the follow, by the way, Rev. Um, they, They love being back home in these crowds. Like, TWE is their, like, rounds but also for cruel too which by the way cruel is the most interesting man in deathmatch wrestling i'm just gonna say that right now 
There is another guy in the entire industry of deathmatch wrestling who has the mystique that he has. We're like, missing mystique. Like, okay, I'm I'm not I'm trying not to dog Sadika about this, but Sadika had so much mystique to her. Yeah. But but then when she came to the states and then kept constantly getting booked, and then we started seeing more and more of her, there was like the mystique died. It just like up. Oh, we just know we know what she's capable of now. Mm-hmm. Like with Gruel, we don't. We just know he's this big hulking dude who can no sell guts and plates like no other man on planet Earth. Yeah, he can do all this big hoss stuff like Schlack Gruel. One of my top death matches of the year. That's just a wild. You've seen that? Just yeah, a, that that's just crazy. a monster fight. That's just like I watched that live. I watched yeah. that live too, and I was like terrified. My favorite spot, if you've seen it, like, is when Schlack suplexes flew onto the the tarp with the chairs. Yeah. And, like, Cruel is the Undertaker rise. And I'm like, run, run. Yeah, he's cool. He's really cool. He's really cool. And then Carver Cruel was good, too. I actually really liked that. That was, like, the best Carver match he's had. I'm like, excited for this. Yeah, this, this looks like a good show. The main event, um, obviously, Eric and uh, Casey. Let's see. Yep, Casey. Um, we got Brandon Kirk versus Dale Patricks. Akira MM3 is the one I also got my eye on, which, of course, you know, ICW, that'll be the opener. That'll be the opener. Um, MM3 is another guy who, um, Detroit local, who I, I think is going to be a part of the no-holds-barred roster kind of going forward. I like him. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he's good. Um, Tommy Vendetta, Johnny Murdoch's another one. That should be good, actually. Tommy can move. He's a guy who does moves. He does. Like, we were just talking about this before. I have a, really like our moves and like incorporated into deathmatch. Yeah, I'd say Tommy's, Tommy. Tommy's very agile. I mean, the dude used to be a Marine for crying out loud. Like, if he can't Tommy, move in a wrestling ring, I'd be like, crap. I'm excited for Eric, though. Man, I love I love watching Eric. I mean, Eric is a is a national treasure to the world of deathmatch wrestling. So. Um, that is really all I got, like big wise. But um, remember, also we got um, the mystery, um, the ultraviolet mystery vortex version coming to Chicago August twentieth. Which again, um, thank you, Danny Demonto. Vortex. Um, yeah, nothing to do with PWG. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, thank you, Danny Demonto, for bringing the chains back to chicago me appreciates it um so but the that's a mystery show but the other show later that night um sadika versus hoodfoot's happening um hope sadika brings her a game for that because hoodfoot deserves it hey she brings her a game she's gonna kill it i hope she does i hope she does um the other one though um murdoch versus cruel is gonna be happening that night that is gonna be one that's interesting i'm interested to see how murdoch works with cruel that one because again, Cruel's so tough. He I, took oh a non tempered glass to the shoulder. Remember that? Yeah. I re- and he went on and he continued. <laughs> again, like no one has the mystique that he has. I mean, who would have? Th- I mean, also, this guy, he does, he's going to suffer MLW now, too. I like to see him face Numazawa. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he yeah, could, like some weird stuff. He was yeah. one of those guys who really deserves a lot more than he's getting. But I mean, um, he'll get there. He's getting there. I mean, literally, I think this was his first year doing death matches. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then, of yeah. course, um, we want to talk about Battle of the Tough Guys 2, which is happening very soon. Um, I just got to look at IWTV. Uh, the With schedule. A, uh, an announcement for Battle of the Tough Guys, making its ICW No Holds Barred debut is H2O's very own one of my friends, Chris Bradley. Yeah. And on the forums, I guess we'll call them forums, the Facebook the forums. groups, I've been dying to see Chris Bradley get a break in GCW or ICW because he's killed it in H2O. He's, he's been very top. good. I've been very happy with the way, I mean, both Ross and Bradley have been very good. I will say that. Yeah, they're um, awesome, dude. They won me over big time. So, I'm, so, I'm um, so just want to point out, so, so far we have Slade, Hoodfoot, Schlack, Gary J, Brandon Kirk, Jolly Murk, Murdoch, Bobby Beverly, The Bev, Chris Bradley, and KTB yeah. just got announced today. Um, yeah, first really. Ever GCW champion. Yeah, first ever GCW champion. I mean, this is turning out to be a very interesting roster for the Battle of Tough Guys. Um, Battle of Tough Guys was interesting. I mean, I think things have kind of changed for ICW, so this is a completely different roster. I would like to see guys like Gary J and Akira do this. So that's just my personal picks. But the other big thing with this as well, um, just so you guys are aware, um, since, Mike, you weren't here, you were with me by this time last year, um, last year, me and um, my good friend, Ray Houston of Faces and Fields Podcast, we did a little pick em contest for Battle of the Tough Guys 1. And okay. um, basically, the winner picked a charity of his choice for the loser to donate to. Oh, um, so, Yeah, so we're going to we're, – we're, I'm getting to that big part. Um, so I donated to Waters for Africa last year on behalf of okay. Ray. So this year, um, now that you're going to be a part of the fray – uh, me and Ray Houston of Facing the Fields are working on a rep- reprise of this same pick'em contest. So uh, we're going to get that set up again for those of you who are wondering. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. So I'm really excited to get the groundwork running again for um, Battle of the Tough Guys 2 and to do another pick'em contest. Because last year was a ton of fun. And um, it just goes to show you, uh, no matter where your friends are in the world, um, you're always up to do something as fun as that. So um, Shout out to Rafe and um, Faces and Fields. And of course, God give a shout out to him and his good friend Curtis, who are doing their tireless, thankless work covering the G1 on behalf of Okada Shorts podcast right now, which is that's hard to do. That is hard to do, and they're doing it. So um, go check, uh, check out Okada Shorts as well on the Count on Network of Podcasts. So um, that's something to look forward to in the future. Um, Want to get into DMDU because Great Emu War Games just um, finally got here to the American airwaves. Um, I want to give my honest review. Um, the tag match, the tag team title match went way too long. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it. It was just long, and I understand why. Won't get into that as well. Um, but the War Games match itself, for the first ever War Games match to happen on Australian soil, it was good. But it definitely went a little south because of an injury. Like um, anti deathmatch party, almost midway through the match had an injury, so they had to like oh, take really? one person out. And the other weird thing about this match was they ended up with two surprises in the match. So anti deathmatch party like was like teasing this fifth member because they were a faction of four. They didn't have five people, 
So then like they're, the music hit for the last person because it was their advantage. No one came out. So we're like, who's... But then Damian Rivers from Team DMDU turned and became a part of Anti-Deathmatch Party. And I was like, the Deathmatch guy who has the undefeated Deathmatch record in DMDU joins the big heel stable who doesn't like Deathmatches. And I was like, huh. So then I became five and four. Until halfway through, um, Campbell Crawford, who you might remember as the former Atlas CC Whitaker, came out and joined Team DMDU. And I was like, two surprises in one War Games match is very rare, if mm-hmm. ever. So I'm just sitting there, I'm like, this is bizarre to me. But I mean, I think with the injury aside, I felt like anti death match probably should have won, but Team DMDU got the big pop because um, Lobo, the Australian Deathmatch legend, came back for the first time in like over a decade. But it was just a very, it was very weird for a Warriors match to have two surprises, which is different, but I don't know how it like translated. To me, it was kind of odd because I'm like, oh, the turn, cool. Turn a five on four, that's like cool. But then like, I'm just like another surprise in this match. It just was very out of left field for me. So, I mean, I, I... I'd watch it just because it has so much history to it. First ever. And they didn't use much glass. Like they did kind yeah, of use some glass. I was a little lacking with that. But I with, anti- like with anti deathmatch like- party, that's their thing. They don't like the glass. They, like that's their whole, their whole gimmick is to just get heat. They're like the mm-hmm. best booked gimmick in DMDU because it's like, we know what you're here for deathmatches. And there's this entire faction that represents the people who hate them. It's, it's, it's just a fantastically well-booked stable. It's just for this match, they didn't get everything over that I thought they would have gotten. I mean, um, but yeah, that's really the big thing with DMDU. And then we have new tag team champs finally with Big Dude Energy, which, by the way, literally one of the most interesting tag teams I've ever seen in my life. They used to come out to One Direction. Then they stopped and they got oh, like their yeah. own theme song. It was whole. Um, that's, I mean, that, that, as I said, that tag team talent match just went way too long. A lot of kick ass, a lot of, and the, the, the story was there. It just went way too long. Like they could have cut like five, 10 minutes from it, would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, and um, the triple threat death match was good. York is back in Dream again, which like by York. the way, if you know, if, I don't know if any of you have seen the Dream announcements. Dream is coming back, um, and I will be work. I'm going to be probably working on getting sponsorship for that again because I sponsored the Inago Dream, which I have to pastor Joel about getting the my canvas piece shipped to me. Um, uh, Dream is awesome. Yeah, Dream. Great. The first one was great. So York is one of the entrants, but the big announcement is Jimmy Lloyd is traveling to Australia and being in yeah, Dream for DMDU. Representing VXS of all things, so I'll show that's what you. it says. Yeah, it's it's representing VXS or something like that. Um, but that's the big thing is Jimmy Lloyd's coming over. Um, as Joel's put it, I think there's going to be a few more international talent in this. I don't think from America, but I think from like New Zealand and I think from other oceanic countries. Okay. So um, Dream Two, I'm assuming Callan's going to be in to defend 
maybe the Australian Deathmatch title, which, by the way, huge, huge, huge congratulations to Callan for um, officially defending the Australian Deathmatch Championship in Kumite yeah. today, or technically it will be a, have been two days ago, uh, against Clint Marchera. I believe he defended it successfully. Um, but it's the first time an Australian Deathmatch belt has been defended overseas. And um, they use is that they I saw some clips from that they used a uh, uh barbed wire big Joe used a barbed wire bomb. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to big Evan Joe he's a he's a regular listener so he's gonna pop when you mention that that was um, awesome I get to see him in September yeah so let's go. um that's the other thing with ICW the big one in September with big Evan Joe England Australia and Mexico. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a really a big show for ICW. So it's a September 13th or so. Yeah. Like, I think September 12th. And then the day before they're doing ETU is the day before. Tournament. Um, but yeah, pretty much um, that's a big one. But yeah, I mean, DMDU is, I, I put it out that like DMDU is really making waves this year. I mean, Joel Bateman has one is a two time ICW American Deathmatch Champion. And yeah, has, congrats, Joel, on and, the big win. And he's defended it already in Australia. He's already yeah, defended it. And he's already successfully defended in Australia. So um, DMDU and ICW no holds barred. They're going to be doing those big shows in October, too, in Australia. So I'm really happy with the way things are going with that business relationship. Wild to think that we're getting the chains in Australia in, mm-hmm. like, several Maybe months. Maybe we'll make it down one day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'd hope to make it down one day. A man yeah. can dream, right? Um, let us get to some um, – also, just kind of some quick updates. So, ICW Milwaukee and San Eight is coming up literally in, like, several weeks. Um, but the big news, Vic Capri has taken himself out. Of, Big fan um, of Vic Capri. I know. I know. You're very bummed about it. but um, I like him. But taking his place is none other than the Carver or Cutter's Alley against Orrin Vite round one now, which – Carver – the the cruel match really put him on the map. I think that was a match. Like, yes, he's won Prince of the Death. He's probably going to be going down history as the last Prince of the Death ever, which is kind of a haunting thing to think about. Being That's a, crazy, dude. Yeah, he's the last Prince of the Death match um, going into. So this tournament kind of just got a bit more cred, a bit more credibility yeah. to it. So, I mean, Insane Eight for me is like the other big prolific Midwest Death matcher, and of course NGI being the other. Um, but, um, so as the field stands right now, Remington Roar, Akira, Jeff King, Neil Diamond Cutter, Mickey Knuckles, Orrin Vite, and the Carver make up the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey was supposed to be in it last year. Of course, she got sick literally the day before. Um, but I'm excited to see, I, I, if I had really had to put out a prediction right now, I want to see Remington Roar win this. Yeah, tournament. I want him to win. I'm a big fan he, now. he just won AWR um their asylum cup. And I mean that dude went through some pure hell during that. With, with, he killed it with Necro, dude. Yeah, Necro, he did. I want to watch that so bad. I got video clips of them beating the hell out of each other. And I got actually I got to talk to Remington about how it was fighting him and it looked really great so i can't wait to and i got a nice message from awr too so shout out to them i'm pumped to see this yeah it, it looked like a decent I mean, it was a very weird roster for me i mean 
you can say what you want to say about, I mean, there's so many tournaments in the year and there's only so many guys to fill the, the void. Yeah. It was a um, new, new type thing. It was a new type. And you had, I think the guys who made it as far as it did, they stepped up. They stepped up big. Cole um, was was in it. Cole was in it. I mean, I think that was probably one of the more questionable having him lose round one, but we're not the bookers here. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, but it just, I mean, Remington Roar's a guy who I think is breaking out. I mean, Akira has been in this three times. He he always has a shot, I hope. It's going to be Akira Neil Diamond Cutter round one, which is like pure 50-15 booking. I might just flip a coin being front row and be like, heads or tails, who's going to win it front row? So if anyone sees me with a coin in my hand, that's why. Um, but it's going to be fun. Um it's gonna be a good show. Um, it's 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 insane. It's the biggest show of the year for Ice and Milwaukee. Which, by the way, for those of you um, curious, if, if you guys remember La Pica Lounge in downtown Milwaukee, used to be kind of the home of Ice and Milwaukee. They are returning to La Pica Lounge in August. So um, that's for any of you Midwest Deathmatch fans who want to visit La Pica. Um, definitely hit that up. Um, so, kind of want to get to some GCW news. I know things have been kind of, um, kind of just um, a little on the dull side. I mean, the West Coast shows are going on. I heard great things about Backyard. I was, I was, I was a little gutted I couldn't go. Um, but I heard the opposite. To be honest. What that wasn't. I, I just heard people didn't really like it that much. But. I mean, it's if you're at Backyard, it's more enjoyable. But if you're not, oh, it's yeah. just like. Um, well, I, but I, I'm I'm angry because I wanted I, I wanted to go again. I wanted to go because I know I found out it was going to be near me, but then it's like a five hour drive on the Fourth of July. I'm like I'm not taking that drive. Um, uh, Cole Murdoch, and uh, no, sorry, Cole uh, Cologne and uh, St. Louis. Yeah, that was that. good. That was good. It was a good, good, slow, methodical underdog versus veteran match i yeah. i highly enjoyed that and um what there was also the detroit oh that detroit uh, show was wild that detroit was, show uh, i mean uh, hoodfoot got hoodfoot got really hurt mm-hmm. that was disturbing and um i had i was with shane mercer saturday two days after the match with akira and his back was just it was just covered in like toilet paper bandages <laughs> Yeah, dude. Akira and I'm like, Shane, how's your match with Kira? He's like, it hurt. So I saw uh, Kira at the settlement series, and his back was messed up too. I mean, it's Akira, show. man. What else is new? I mean, um, shout out to him and Mercer for you know they go with shirtless, and that sucks. So yeah, and so but um, I want to get to homecoming because this past week a big big matchup just got announced for the Sunday of homecoming. Oh yeah, and we're talking about someone, my girl here, Sawyer Rock. It's facing Rini Yamashita, night two of homecoming. Mm-hmm. Do not. I, I beg you all if you're coming in because I know there's the WWE show in Atlantic City. I know there's other stuff going on. I beg you, do not sleep on this match. Do not, not in any sleep. circumstances sleep on this match. The minute this got announced, I got very giddy. I am like, screw I get the- a shirt for Rina. Screw the Cardona renewing their vows. Screw whatever else is going on. Make Rena versus Sawyer your night two main event. That is money. That is money. Yeah. The, it's like the two deathmatch Amazons facing off. 
It is. It's like American. It's so American Rena versus Rena. <laughs> it literally is. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of awesome. Like, if there's someone who can really give Sawyer a run for her money, Rena Yamashita is that woman. I, mean, I think Rena is like one of the. I think she's like top five best in the world. What one of? I mean, there's her. Like, I think she's still shocked to this day that she got the amount of pop she did at TOS. Dude, I could see her being ultraviolet champion. Ooh, I think that's she, I a think bold. That that's I'm, a bold. I'm really high on her. She's brutal, bro. She is awesome. brutal. I mean, her and Hoodfoot was fun. Her and Drew, I still love that match because Rena playing a heel was such a new idea to me that it popped me so much that she did that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like her working as a heel sometimes. Like, if it's just for one match, screw it. Um, I mean, I booed Parker and I felt bad about it. I know. I'm just like, I love Drew, but like, Rena's amazing. Um, the other big the other big match that got announced, I think it's night one. The Briscoes return to GCW versus Los Macizos. I hope that gets classy. I mean, Jay is the one who seems to take the glass bumps for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a bundle maybe here and there. It won't, but that is a match I've been dying to see because those are just two no nonsensical tag teams. Yeah. I mean, that, I've, gonna, I've, I've always been a big Briscoes fan. So getting to see them and meet them, watching them versus the rejects in Chicago was so much fun. That match, I think people were surprised they even brought out light tubes. And I'm like, awesome. No, I literally had to help Murdoch set up a door during that match. That's a great spot. Yeah, that's one of the best. I'm like, y'all better get out of the way because glass is going to start flying. It was nuts, but no. Briscoe's Los Macizos. Los Macizos, I think they're the next GCW tag team champs. They should be. They're they're awesome. I think think they're setting up them versus Bussy. I wouldn't be surprised night two if Bussy Macizos happened in Atlantic City. Yeah, they're they're awesome. And, and I, oh, uh, also, I'm gonna put this out there for Brett and KG and whoever else from GCW is listening to this. Bring Los Macizos back to Chicago. I'm begging you. I, I want them back in Chicago in my backyard because, first of all, they won the GCW tag team belts here in Chicago. If you remember, mm-hmm. but like, I want this new generation of fans to get to love these guys like I did for all these years. That's yeah, been my big thing about Los Macizos because they've been gone for so long because of COVID, because of visa issues. And now that they're back, there's a whole new generation of GCW fans getting to love these guys. I'm sure they'll be there. They've been all over the country, basically. It's, it's crazy. Out. Yeah. Uh, I just think to me, they're one of those tag teams you have to see. And they can do anything. They really can't do anything. Yeah, they're fire, dude. They'd be good on, like, even on, like, Dynamite. Yeah, like, put them on Dynamite or, like, on a dark taping. Like, they can make anybody look good. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I still find it hilarious to Clope wrestles with the headphones on. Like, it's great. Yeah. Which kind of scares me because those are, like, some expensive beats he's wearing. I'm like, yeah, it's please so don't. Funny. So, and, um, um they're coming to their backyard to, in, uh, in October, they're uh, GCW early Destiny. early October. They're doing the Desidero, the junkyard. For those of you that need the English mm-hmm. translation, GCW Zone Twenty Three is happening again. 
And the big one, of course, after a long, 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 long wait, GCW was heading back to Japan in the middle of October. I believe it was what, like October 16th or so through like the uh, 20th. No, it's, the, it's the end of September. Oh, end of September, early October. Um, also, even before that, GCW is going to England with Rock yeah. or with TNT. Um, your, boy, a, your boy will hopefully be in Japan. That'd be awesome. Uh, on site. So look out for that. Uh, I am uh, currently working on um, making the travel arrangements. So I'm pulling the trigger on the big one, boys. Man, that'd be really awesome. I mean, yeah. I'd be like, you better send me clips and stuff because I'll try to distribute oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Japan, I'm really happy they're going back. I mean, they're probably going to be doing stuff with Freedoms. We're probably going to be doing stuff um, with the, really the big players in Japan. And hopefully Takeda's going to be doing stuff by then. Yeah, yeah. As well. this, is a dream, this is a dream trip. I can't even imagine seeing some of these people who I've watched. I mean, I, I, I met Takeda at NGI, and he's just a gent. He is a gem, I can tell you. Like, Takeda, my favorite memory of Takeda, this is a, I don't think I've told this story on air before. So, if I get in trouble for this, I'm sorry, but this is the greatest thing ever. So, I was at the after party for NGI, which that was a whole plethora of stuff. So, Takeda and Rena were at the main table with Brad and KG in them. And PBR had helped fund for this after party. And Takeda has a PBR in his hand, and Brett is explaining to him how PBR is distributed in Japan. Like, Brett's like this knowledgeable guru about Pat's Blue Ribbon in Japan for all. And I'm like, wait, am I just witnessing Brett Lauderdale, the guy who runs one of the biggest indies on the planet, enlighten a Japanese deathmatch wrestler? What how PBR is in Japan. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm like, am I seeing this correctly? <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Also, Rena is a complete sweetheart as well. I miss her. Very nice. Yeah. Um, but no, Takeda being enlightened, and he took they took photos with everyone after. Like, um, I have this great photo, like we're all doing the peace side, like looking all gang-like. And I'm That's like, awesome. oh my god. And I, I will say, Alex may kill me for this, but Alex walking into that restaurant looking like he just came out of the hospital with like a slant, like black shorts in winter in Chicago. It's like <laughs> there's snow on the ground, Alex, buddy. And I'm like, Alex, you're walking in like that? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. He, he went through hell. No, that NGI, and I was front row. I have multitudes of stories from that NGI. First of all, I, I meet, I um, I gave Murdoch shit for not telling me he was going to be in town for NGI because I would have totally met up with him. But he said <laughs> he had, he had, he had to keep the surprise, so I can't really hold it against him. But I was like the Takeda Cologne. Half the spots were literally like in my area on the floor, and the big superplex was like I'm so glad I wore pants like jeans that day because if I didn't, if I wore shorts, my legs would have been cut up more than anything because that superplex spot was like right in front of me oh I had to yeah like the back one. up man and i got a i got a freaking strike on instagram for that video <laughs> insta you're killing me man 
Um, uh, but yeah, no, that's, but yeah, I think that's really all we got news wise. I mean, um, what else? But um, also kind of want to give a shout to Alex Stallone actually speaking up because I know he just, um, he's publicly put out that he's going to be taking a break in October through December. So once October rolls around, you won't be seeing him as much. Um, he's been playing this for a while. I know. Um, yeah. So that, you know, that's, I kind of want to say this as well, because I think it should be said, like these guys go through absolute pain and suffering for our entertainment and them taking a break is hard because income and all that isn't as easy, but I appreciate Alex. I mean, I thought he would have maybe done this a little bit earlier, but he, he's a true showman of the, the genre that he's like, I'm going to put this out now before everyone gets mad about it and i'm like don't take all the time you need if this is like your way of saying retirement i'm not surprised like i don't know i don't think this is retirement but i think this is, is a well-deserved break because for sure dude he, but, he deserves as much time as he wants to take yeah exactly i mean he's done it he's done it all um he has won almost every major tournament in deathmatch wrestling, he has yeah, yeah. he has been at the top of the mountain, and then again, I mean, he's been to Japan, he's been to Australia, he's been he's gonna be he's been in England, he's been. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's almost been on every continent except maybe like two. I feel like at this point, um, and he'll be back in Japan. He'll That's hopefully fun. he'll be back in Japan, and I mean, um, just if guys are taking a break, don't don't blame it on them. I mean. Get up their merch. They're cute. Grab their merch. Support them any other way they can because they can use the support more than we can. I mean, yes, we're we're trying to give Deathmatch Wrestling a good platform, but these are the guys putting their bodies on the line night in, night out. So, I mean, that's really all I want to say. I know there was another thing. Someone tweeted about um, why certain guys don't wear gloves and all that. And the horror stories that came from the quote tweets were hilarious. How like glass got in the glove and it ruined everything for them. It was like, the tape's better. Um, it was just I really like, wanted it, right? Well, I remember Alex at NGI. He wore the gloves, and he would after round one of NGI, he got freaked out because he legit thought like there was gla- like there was glass stuck in his glove in his hand. And so, like, oh. he had to go the entire tournament with that stuff stuck in his glove. Well, we get it. I get it in my shoes. Yeah, I'll um, get it in my shoes. I get thumbtacks in my shoes. I get it all. Yeah, I get glass in my sock. Like, yeah, so but I get just whatever they want. Whatever I they want to do. For you. Um, so, I mean, that's really most of the news we got going. I mean, as I said, though, we're I'm working with Rafe on getting that battle. The tough guys pick him going um what will probably be and this is what we did last year for your preference mike is um we record the first part like before the event with him on his show which so you can listen to face in the fields anywhere on all major podcast platforms and then like the second part will be on here after battle the tough guy so that's how it'll work um so that is really Everything I got, got a hypothetical for you to close what, out. What is the hypothetical you got? One hypothetical. Uh-huh. If announced right now and it had a dope card, uh-huh. Would you go to what? To Japan? Tournament or- of Death. If that was announced right now. 
if TOD had a good, if TOD had a good card, maybe that'd be a maybe, right? I was thinking that like, how cool would that be if they ran again in uh, in uh, in Smyrna, Delaware? In Smyrna, Delaware. I was just that- watching a lot of old CZW stuff, and I was yeah, like, I mean, TOD is a timeless class, but man, doing TOD now, it's just the, the deathmatch landscape has changed so much that doing it now, it just be like, who are you gonna get? That isn't know, already working with it. Uh, <laughs> XPW is, which by the way, XPW, I know they got shows, what, August? They're running against Homecoming. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's a weird one. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, XPW's got that all that stuff going on. Um, I mean, TOD would be interesting. It's something to do. I mean... My, as as my work boss told me, I have a ton of time off, so I need to start taking it. Well, I think like next year, to be honest, I'd like to go to the California XPW show. I thought that was like a oh, awesome tournament. I, w- I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind going to at least one XPW show to say I did, or I'd like to go to Rochester and see if like they run at like Rob Black's Burger Shop. That'd be the coolest thing to me. Be like that was awesome. Yeah, they were. Just I think it's like the coolest them. thing, just like smashing glass in his burger shop. I hope I didn't get glass in the burger or whatever, but you know yeah, that was awesome. Um, that was my question. That was my hypothetical. Yeah, I mean, TOD is TOD. I mean, um, I want to one of these days do like a. Um, oh, by the way, I want to thank everyone again. I know I've thanked everyone before, but um, for coming on the Twitch li- li- live watch along. Oh, my goodness. Um, that was fun doing that for Ice I think I'm definitely going to do that again. I don't know if I'm going to do it for this upcoming shows, but. Um, we're, I'm definitely going to start using Twitch more. We might even, if we did get interviews, we might do them live on Twitch. Um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, definitely was fun game to kind of navigate Twitch for the very first time ever and like get a live stream going for that. It's really fun. So me and Mike will definitely work on getting some stuff on Twitch as well because um, the count out Twitch page, there's only really a couple things going on. So we definitely want to add to that content as much as we can. So um, that was really the other thing. So really, that's kind of all we have. I mean, we went through a lot. We got a lot, a lot, a lot. I feel like I put it on Twitter today that we're recording, and I'm like, there's so much. We have so little time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard. But thank it's you, everybody, hard, but for bearing with us. Yeah, thank you for bearing with us and putting up with us for as many episodes <laughs> as we've done this. Um, So... I think that's all we got. Um, shout out to um, Haley and Kylie of Tag Talk since they decided to shout us out an episode. I decided to return the favor now. Yeah, thank um, you so much. That was awesome. Yeah, that was that's awesome. That's like the largest platform I've ever been on in Fightful, so thanks for that. Um, I've never um, gotten a shout out before, so that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> right? Um, it, it's just really cool when people... Um, and also believe in collaboration in the wrestling community. I feel like sometimes we get so toxic on there. Everyone's fighting and all It's like, and real people are the ones that support you since day one. And they've been supporters, but there's yeah. been others as well. Most people um, want to help. Most people don't want to support, but the real ones know that you need the support. So that was really all I got. Any last remarks you want to give before we sign off? I guess I'll shout out Cologne for everything he's done. And, you know, we are here to support you uh, in your time off and whatever you need. Shout out Nabib for 
uh, sending me some awesome videos <laughs> all the way from Russia. Shout out to Alex uh, Navier. That dude's a cool dude. And uh, I guess shout out to those those two. I guess those are my two shout outs for the for shout out GCW News on Instagram. Yeah, uh, go give them a follow for for new content regarding the world of GCW. And that's all I have. They did a really cool um, the Japan. So I I've never seen the inside of Cork and Hall until like those videos came out. So that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, also, shout out to Kata for coming back. We have dearly missed you. So um, I will say. A few months away from being in glass, did that man wonders? He looks like a totally new person now. Yeah, he looks awesome. So, um, shout out to Kato and Sean. I mean, shout out to everyone who's listening to this. Shout out to Grateful Deathmatch, Crimson Mask. Those are my two dudes. Um, always give them the support. Um, they've been OG sponsors since literally day one. Uh, make sure you go get merch at Deathmatch Worldwide. And if you want Kings Road Wrestling merch, make sure you hit up kingsroadwrestling.com. Is it? Yeah, and Deathmatch Worldwide. And, uh, yep. Um, for both. Um, and just thank you guys for listening and always supporting. So that's all we got from Lauren and Mike and myself. We'll, we'll see you guys on the flip side. This has been a Count Out Podcast.